This is Mike Kitko, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I'll never be a hustle whore or grind guru, but I do believe in having it all, health, wealth, and a life full of love. Struggle is not the goal, and sacrifice is not glamorous. I like the path of least resistance. It just takes a shift in mindset and the beliefs you hold. Do you believe that you need to sacrifice now to have what you want later? Or do you believe that you can have it all, all the time? Because your beliefs create your outcomes. I choose to feel wealthy, successful, and happy every day, and you get to choose for yourself. Welcome to Lead, Love, Profit, Play, where small business owners learn and choose to have it all and choose to create success without the stress. There are so many people in this world that struggle with money. Have you ever noticed that? It's probably one of the one of the biggest struggles that people experience or or that people I guess complain of on a, on a daily basis in even in the first world. I mean where we have so much and we have prosperity and and even the poorest of the poor have more than, you know, the uh, some wealthy people in third world countries. But most people struggle in some way with money. And I know there's there's a we're going to talk today about a certain i guess concept struggle pain point that someone could experience that could be the catalyst that could be the reason that could be the 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 cause of the money struggle and 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 that is selfishness now i want to set the stage that I was I was raised in a lower middle class blue collar union work ethic home okay we didn't have excess of anything so i think when my father died i think he left my mother a couple thousand dollars i mean it, we didn't we just didn't have extra we just didn't have margin there wasn't there wasn't wealth there was just enough to get by, right? We, we went on a couple of vacations when I was kids. We used to, when I was a kid, we used to go on a, a little ocean city, Maryland vacation every year. And it wasn't a very expensive. We stayed in the same place every year and it wasn't the greatest accommodations, but you know, no complaints. It was awesome when you're a kid and you're going down ocean city and you get to spend a, a week, you know, at, 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 at that point, what, what was paradise? You know, it, 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 it's meaningful and it's significant and it's powerful. And there are so many great memories. So I'm not complaining about any of that. In fact, it was, it was awesome. There, there were, it was a great growing up in that environment. But the point being is when I look back at growing up, so many times when I wanted, I, I was shamed. Now, I want you to think of this for you. Don't, this isn't about me per se. This is about the lesson in this thing. Okay. But you want too much. You don't deserve it. You never stop wanting. It's never enough. Like money doesn't grow on trees. That's selfish. <laughs> think about somebody else for, for, for once. These are, these are painful ass concepts. These are painful ass beliefs that we bake into our children. Okay. Like guilting. So, so human beings 
in in our DNA, in our genetic form, in our genetic makeup, in our primitive genetic makeup, we have desires. Not not just for material objects, but we have desires to eat certain foods. We have desires to you know for for reproduction, and we and even not reproduction just desire for you know sexual desire but we want more money we want more toys when we're kids we want more friends we want more we are we are creatures of desire we want stuff we want more we want things that's just that's how all of society has evolved is because people want and because of desire, desire is an evolutionary, evolutionary force that starts from within you. I hope, I hope that hits home. I hope, I hope you really take stock of that and really understand that. Desire is an evolutionary force that starts from within you. And it's never going to stop. You're never going to transcend desire. Now, when you grow up, so when you think about, I guess, neuroscience, between the ages of zero and seven, you you are a subconscious sponge. Anything anybody tells you, you will absorb into your subconscious and into your into your biology, into your into your chemical makeup. You will absorb it as truth. Anything. Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, making money's hard, got to work hard for your money, um, the man's out to get you. A- any of this, it, marriage is hard. Anything that anybody tells you, that God is angry, God is jealous, God is vengeful. I don't, I don't believe any of that shit anymore. But when you're a child, anything that someone tells you is true, you will believe as truth. Because between the ages of zero and, zero and seven, you don't have the ability to discern truth from falsehood. And you don't have the ability to critically think if something's true or not and to filter and say, this is true. This is not. This is, I'll, I'll, I'll accept this one. I won't accept this one. You will believe anything that anybody tells you. And if you hear it enough when you're a child that you are selfish. You are greedy. You want too much. It's never enough for you. If you hear these things, it creates subconscious beliefs and it creates internal pain and internal angst. And it creates in someone who hears that enough, a child who hears that enough, it creates in them a sense of guilt and shame just for wanting and wanting is normal normal and a form of survival in this human form that is never going to go away and why this is important is because when there's a story running in your mind and body that it's not okay to want it's going to create a really really painful life like an extraordinarily painful life. And you are going to suffer. And 
you might suffer while you're watching people all around you thrive materially, wondering why they can make money, but you can't. Why they can accumulate wealth and you can't. Why they can live materially wealthy and you struggle while they can have nice things and you can't. And really what's happening is in your subconscious mind, in your buried deep in your unconscious is this story rattling around that it's not okay to want. And as soon as you do want, you try to figure out a way to shut that shit off. And it's impossible because human beings are desired or designed to desire and are designed to want. It's part of our makeup. It's what's kept our species alive for tens of thousands of years because we want, we want more of everything. There's a difference between wanting and Making your needs a want or wants a need, let me say. Let me back that up. There's a difference between wanting and making your wants a need. There's a vast difference between these these two things. Wants are absolutely normal. But so many people, they turn their wants to needs, and now they're living in survival mode when all really what they're trying to do is just move from having $1 million of net worth to $10 million, and they feel like if I get to $10 million, I'll be safe when they're really safe at a million. But they've turned their need in, or their want into a need. It's the second time I botched that one. But they've turned their want into a need, and now they're desperate to get there, and they'll hurt themselves, and they'll hurt other people in the process. And they might do egregious things to get there because they feel like their survival is in jeopardy. That is a completely different situation here. But in a nutshell, wanting in its raw form is very, very healthy. Every child that you see on walking around this planet is a product of a want, of a desire, a sexual desire. Every child you see, there's 8 billion people on the planet, and every child you see is the product of a sexual desire. Sexual desire is healthy when harnessed in in an appropriate and productive way. And so is the desire for wealth. But so many people are walking around this planet feeling like if they want, it is selfish. If they want, it is greedy. That if they want to accumulate and amass wealth and a fortune, that it's robbing from someone else because it's selfish and it's greedy. And this just isn't true. We, each of us deserves margin in our life. And margin is one of my favorite words. And what margin means is, an excess of time in your life and a control over your own time, time freedom, an excess of money in your life so that money is not an issue and financial freedom so you can choose experiences to go where you want to go and do what you want to do. We we deserve material margin. We deserve materials that are high quality and that 
that are, are lavish, that bring us some joy and bring us some comfort and bring us, bring us some luxury. We, we deserve this because we're human beings. And every single human being in the, on this planet is significant and valuable and worthy and deserving of anything that they want. But it's almost like when you live in, when you grow up in a state of poverty, it's almost like that want meter is muted. It's turned down. It's turned off. You're selfish. You're greedy. You want. You always want something. It's always, you're never satisfied. It's always one more because you hear these things over and over. Now, lately I've been really connecting with a thought that I had. I was out on my back patio. I spend a lot of time on my back patio on my, my couch under my gazebo. And I, I was thinking about the concept of selfishness. Now, if you really pay attention, there are, I, I have a lot of wealthy friends, a lot of super wealthy friends that are also healthy and they're also loving and they're also generous and supportive and they're encouraging and they're inspirational and they help other people amass wealth. Like these people, like they're not the wealthy kind of people that my parents like thought existed in the world. They are not greedy. They are not selfish, but yet they continue to accumulate wealth and they continue to accumulate money and they continue to accumulate nice stuff and they continue to buy nicer houses and they continue to to become materially more more wealthy. And at the same time, they're humble, they're loving, they're appreciative, they're supportive, they're respectful. They don't leave carts in the freaking grocery store parking lot. Like these people are are upstanding, awesome, productive, constructive, supportive members of the community. But yet they keep accumulating wealth and they don't hurt anybody in the process. And I was sitting outside of my back my back patio and I was thinking, what separates that person and makes that person different than than the the greedy, selfish person that my parents warned me about, the wealthy, greedy person that my parents w- warned me about that was only out for themselves, that only was looking out for their own best interest, that was like representative in their minds of every freaking wealthy and successful person on the face of the planet. What separates those two? These people that I have in my life that are amazing wonderful, beautiful, significant human beings that do a lot of good in this world, what separates them from this painful person, this painful archetype that I I taught was uh, existed or uh, I, I was taught existed who was looking out for their own good and would hurt everybody else in the process. And I came up with a term. And that term is called healthy selfishness. The people that I see and I'm surrounded with in my life have, you know, tens of millions of dollars of net worth, hundreds of millions of dollars of net worth. They, they drive really nice cars and they own really nice things and they own vacation rentals and they own hundreds of, of rental. They're not slumlords, but they're landlords. They, 
their houses that they that they house people in are amazing and they they're kept well and they're safe and they're comfortable and and they're they make sure that their their tenants are taken care of and they never succeed at someone else's expense and they continue to grow in their financial well-being and they continue to thrive and prosper in life they're hurting no one in the process yet they continue to reach for that next level that next zero that next comma and they never do it at anybody's expense and and what they're doing guys is they're practicing healthy selfishness so let's unpack this for a second Healthy selfishness is when every scenario you enter into is a win-win. Healthy selfishness is when every, when every agreement, when every relationship, when every transaction, business transaction is a win-win-win or however many parties are involved, no one loses and everybody gets what they want. See, these business owners... And I'll put myself in this category. These business owners make a lot of money. And these business owners have time freedom and financial freedom. And these business owners are always looking for a way to leave people better than they found them. And these business owners are looking for to provide a service. They're looking to provide a good. They're looking to provide a product. They're looking to provide a solution that people are looking for in their life, these people have a problem and a business owner like me or my friends, we have a solution to that problem and we offer the the solution to their problem in return for a specified value, financial value, so that we can grow our wealth and, and our margin and our fortune. So that our net worth and our net wealth increases because of the service and the solution that we provide to people in society and to society, to society as a whole. I hope this is making sense. We provide a valuable service and we, we leave the world better than we found it and we create impact. And we make a difference in the world. And in return, the bigger problems we solve, the more wealth we accumulate. And we do all of this without feeling selfish. Because we know that we're providing something of value to someone that they want. And they have wants too, just like me. And their wants are not more important than my wants. And my wants are not more important than their wants. Our wants are equally valuable to each of us. And we exchange value. Maybe I'm providing a solution. And they're providing reciprocity in terms of financial compensation for the attainment of that solution. And from this place, we... We all get what we want because we all have wants. We all have needs. So we're helping each other take care of our wants and needs. And we're doing it without causing any pain or 
or any suffering or we're not guilting and shaming the other person for wanting what they want. We're just meeting the person where they are and we're offering that reciprocity that they're asking for. And we're, we're attaining, we're ascertaining is, is the, the, what they're asking for in proportion to what I'm offering. And we get to make a, a value decision. Is this a yes for both of us or is it a no for one or both of us? And it's that simple. And here's the cool thing is I've, I've seen on social media and I've, I've, I've seen people like talk about like people, especially people that are struggling financially say, you have enough. Enough is enough. And no one gets to make that decision for another human being when they have enough financial margin. That's, it's in the eye of the beholder. And, and at some point, money becomes a game. It becomes a game to people that, that can create wealth, to people that can, that can make a difference in the world and in turn, in turn for that impact, ask for a, uh, a financial, a level of financial compensation that matches or maybe even exceeds the value. We can ask for it and get agreement on that. This is just a game. And here's, here's the rub. You'll, you're making money right now. You, your listener, you are making money right now in direct alignment with your money mindset. The level of your money mindset and your relationship with money inside of your mind and body is directly related to the amount of compensation that you're receiving and the amount of your your bank account. And when you change that mindset, when you change your relationship with money, you will change the amount of money that you create and that you enjoy in your life. And just because my friends can well, have a healthy relationship with money and can constantly increase the amount of wealth that they enjoy does not mean that they are doing it at the expense of another human being and taking anything away because the Fed just keeps printing money and the amount of wealth is not finite in this world. We can all create wealth at the same time. Wealth is not a zero-sum game where if you win, I have to lose, or if I win, you have to lose. That's not how wealth works. We're just exchanging value. But your money mindset, your, your relationship with money determines how easily money flows into your life. And healthy selfishness is allowing yourself to have whatever the hell you want while helping other people get what they want and holding no guilt or no shame about wanting what you want 
and about helping someone else get what they want and helping other people win with the talents and the skills that you possess and the value that you provide in the world. Guys, this is here's here's the most important part of this, right? When we're as we're talking about healthy selfishness, there's a there's a I, I guess a I don't know a story, there's a, a a a fable or a concept or whatever you want to call it that says if you take all the money in this entire world, eight billion people, and you equally split it. Among all 8 billion people, in a matter of 5 to 10 years, all the money would be back to the same exact people that you took it away from. Because money mindset and your relationship with money is what draws money towards you and what draws money into your life. And it's you're an unhealthy relationship with money and a poor money mindset, which pushes money away from you. And to take it all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, the beginning of this episode, when you are convinced that wanting is selfish, when you are convinced that wanting is greedy, when you are convinced that Having too much is a problem when you are convinced that if you want, someone else has to lose, then you have a really unhealthy relationship with money, and that's going to make you broke, and that's going to make you struggle. And that is the reason that you don't have the money and the wealth that you want or that would make you more financially comfortable. It's not that somebody else has that you don't have. It's that you don't have a great relationship with money. That is why you struggle. Fix that. But practice healthy selfishness. Give yourself permission to want. Give yourself permission to uh, to create financial margin in your life. Give yourself permission to, fi- to create financial abundance in your life. Give yourself permission to create general generational wealth in your life and never do that at the expense of another human being, but provide value, solutions, skills, talents that other people can leverage to get what they want to. And, and if you do that, all of us can be wealthy all at the same time. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to learn more, go to www.innerwealthglobal.com for more tools and resources.